CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What's up, nerds? This is Just a Couple Arslings, the Last Kingdom podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Toomer. And I am Alyssa Fixie. We are writers for Sci-Fi Wires fangirls who started recapping The Last Kingdom in Season 3, so we decided to bring that nerdy, horny energy to Podcastlandia. Yes, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's how we should start off every episode. You're welcome for being here. (laughs) You know, we ended up watching the show kind of... Under duress isn't the right form, but it was assigned to us by our editor. You know, neither of us had really watched it before. At least I certainly hadn't watched it before. No, I I was not a Last Kingdom fan at that point. Yeah, I was very much of the mind that, you know, if I was going to watch a show like that, I was going to watch Game of Thrones. But then I actually, right, I mean, you know, it's Game of Thrones. (laughs) But, you know, and then I actually watched it and it was so good, like just on its own, you know, like... It was historical. It was interesting. It was also, you know, full of hot people on horses, which has been my thing for like forever. Yes. <laughs> um, so thank you, Cher, for making us watch The Last Kingdom because it's been a gift. So we have been doing these discussion recaps over on Sci-Fi Wire Fangirls for a bit now. We cover Handmaid's Tale, The Magicians, um, Our Baby the 100 that is uh, ending soon. Too sad. That is a shameless plug, so please go check them out. <laughs> we're quite funny and informational. <laughs> we're, a, we're a hot freaking mess, and um, I think you'll have fun just kind of watching the train wreck as it happens. But I think, you know, from that, we kind of jumped into The Last Kingdom when it was suggested. And yeah, we just fell in love with the show. I think it filled a bit of a void. We knew Game of Thrones was going to be ending. Uh, it prepared me for that a little bit. It did. You know, there aren't any dragons, uh, but we do have badass warrior women and men who love taking their shirts off and plenty of political intrigue and betrayal to kind of keep things interesting. I love people scheming in rooms, and this show has plenty of people scheming in rooms. In robes, okay? (laughs) So I think between, yeah, the smoke and hot cast, the violence, the furs, it just had (laughs) all of those kind of—it checked all of those boxes for us. So Cher Martinetti, that's our editor over at Sci-Fi Wire Fangirls. She's the Tony Stark of nerd girldom, and she just, (laughs) she knew before we did that this would be our show. It's true. (laughs) We are her Avengers, and... We have assembled. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I think this show... It's so good, but I feel like a lot of people don't know about it. You know, it's there's so much to watch on Netflix, just on Netflix, and then, like, not even getting into, like, the rest of peak TV. But I feel like I've definitely told people to watch it since then, and everybody immediately becomes obsessed with it. Like, it's just one of those shows that really breeds fans quickly. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, 100%. And it's like really interesting too. you know, you think that no one watches it, but actually, you know, I've told people that we cover the show and we're doing this podcast, like just people I know. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've watched a couple episodes of that show or, oh, I've like scrolled past that show on Netflix. And it's like, I thought it was interesting, but I just didn't have time. And I'm like, well, find the fucking time. Because it is so good. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I think it's like on people's radar, but still in like that. It's in that kind of like Shit's Creek area of like, oh, it's like right on the brink. And the people that are tapped into it now are like, we're the, the cool curve. ones. Yeah, exactly. Like we're the tastemakers and, <laughs> you know, just jump on this bandwagon with us. Well, Shit's Creek really broke in its fourth season. So hopefully the same thing will happen with Utrecht and Co. when the fourth season comes back next year. Yes. Oh, my God. What if? The Last Kingdom, like, started getting nominated for, like, Emmys and stuff. I mean. It deserves it. It deserves it. (laughs) For the furs alone. The costume department. (laughs) Exactly. If the last season of Game of Thrones can get a ton of Emmys, I think The Last Kingdom deserves the same treatment because it's better than the last season of Game of Thrones by a lot. Oh, God. By so much. Uh, Better than the last few seasons of Game of Thrones, if we're going to be honest. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. I guess that's our, like really mean girl's way of pressuring you into watching the show if you haven't already. But, I mean, if you haven't already, what are you doing here? What are you you doing here? You know that this is what's it. And so I think we're going to just fangirl out, and I hope that's cool with you guys. I mean, if it's not, they'll get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Like a medieval UTI, you will get used to us. Well, with that segue, how about you (laughs) pop some cranberry pills and uh, we'll take a look at episode one of season one of The Last Kingdom. So in this episode, like, I feel like we're really thrown into the thick of it right away. Like, they kind of expect people to pick things up really quickly. You've got the Danes coming and storming the Saxon shores right away. So that conflict, which is going to run through the whole show, is like right away hitting the ground. It's pretty intense with Uhtred's dad, I mean, right from the get-go. Yeah, I think the show banks on you kind of knowing a bit of history. Yeah. Um, So if you don't, here's my like history, like fan kind of moment because I do love, oh God, I love a good history book. Um, But yeah, so basically Vikings, that was their deal back then. So they love to sail on their little boats and uh, come up on people's shores and steal their shit, rape and pillage and do all these really terrible things. But they were kind of like the bad boys of medieval times. And uh, <laughs> there's something to really love about that way of of kind of making your own way. And, and they were in it for the glory and for Valhalla and It was a kind of YOLO life for them, whereas the Saxons were, let's plant grain and let's elect, you know, kings. And they were trying to build a society. And the Vikings, the Danes, were more interested in just kind of raising the shit out of anything. So there's something to love on both sides (laughs) of this conflict, I think. Sure, sure. (laughs) But uh, the Saxons definitely weren't fans. And so... You know, in that first episode, we see the Danes kind of like coming up on the shores. Uhtred's a really young boy at this point. His dad is the lord of this, uh, of of Bebenberg. He's trying to kind of figure out how he's going to deal with this because they're just not prepared with 
their army. They have they don't have enough men. They don't have enough weapons. They've got all of these peasants that they have to look after. Uh, and the Vikings, the Dane, the Danes really know that, and that's what they bank on when they come up is to just kind of spring in on them and be like, "Surprise, bitch! We're here. We're taking your stuff. What are you going to do about it?" So that's my little that's my little drunk history spiel. <laughs> it's beautiful. I learned Thank so you. much just right there. Oh my God, I've always thought I could do an episode of drunk history. Ugh. I support that dream. I think you'd be great at it. Thank you, Alyssa. You're the best. (laughs) Thank you. One thing I really love about this show is there's no, like you said, there's like, there's no clear villain and no clear hero side. You know what I mean? Like, sure, you, you know, the Saxon way is preventing or is presenting this idea of more stability and unity and that kind of thing. But at the same time, you know, these Danes are really compelling. You know, they cause a lot of trouble, but, you know, you've got, you know, Ragnar, both the elder and the younger, and, you know, these characters that are set up to be heroic in their own way. And so there's so much, like, moral ambiguity there that I just am obsessed with. And I think that sort of that conflict between the Saxons and the Danes is really distilled into Uhtred. And he's got this internal pull towards each side as starting from a young kid, you know, and I think that really sets him up as a super interesting protagonist. Yeah, Uhtred really, even as a young boy, has the spirit of a Dane. And so, like, he's a cocky little shit. (laughs) And I loved that about him. And I thought, you know, just when we first met him, I was like, this kid doesn't belong here in this, like, stuffy old castle. He should be out on the battlefield, you know, wetting his sword with the blood of his enemies. (laughs) I just wanted more for him than the life that he was going to have. And so, thankfully, I mean, sadly, because I hate to see... Matthew McFadden die, our our Mr. Darcy, but he had to, he had to kind of bite the bullet so that Uhtred could become, you know, this, this warrior that he was meant to be. And I think when we see him after this, this battle that Uhtred's dad has with these Vikings and they end up winning and they take Uhtred hostage, they end up kind of adopting him. And so when you see him again as an as a young man, he's very much in the fold. And I mean, he's just living it up. His hair is beautiful. It's in a man <laughs> bun. I don't know like what it is about a, a man with like a six pack and like a man bun. Our lady parts are like biologically engineered to explode, you know, when that's around. <laughs> but that's what's happening here. And he's like, he's the kind of like ye old hottie that I would totally risk it all for. Listen. We don't always we're aren't always proud of when the cavewoman brain kicks in, but sometimes it just does. And oh, it's you know, kicking in hard. It, exactly. <laughs> I don't even really know quite how to explain how much I love this show from the beginning. But <laughs> I just like, you know, it's so interesting because you've got Uhtred and he's essentially sold into slavery and raised by the people who killed his father and his brother and basically, you know set up his homeland to be ruled by his evil uncle. But at the same time, they have so much more care for him and they, you know, actually give a shit with how yeah, he turns Dad out. Was a dick. Yeah, he was awful. As as much as that pains me to say about, like you said, Mr. Darcy, he was the worst. And so I guess, you know, it's proof that a little love and compassion can come from very unexpected places, even in a Danish hall where they're burning their enemies on a spit while they're having a wild party. 
Oh, my God. That's the one thing I had a problem with. Like, I was totally down for <laughs> I was totally down for the Danes to, like, win that battle and, you know, to be like, oh, OK, we're, we're the shit. But then you come into this like a Viking hall and you their decorations, their party decor is just not it's not my aesthetic. I mean, I don't want to see bodies hanging from the the walls and so <laughs> that was like the one part of the episode where i was like oh come on guys like i know have a little more class flayed <laughs> bodies are a difficult thing to make work they just it's not it's God, not a cute look the smell i mean Ugh. how long were they like drinking and like you know partying it up and those bodies aren't gonna start I, this is getting gross but those bodies aren't gonna start <laughs> rotting come on like the the germaphobe in me was just all kinds of freaked out they were eating around it was just a lot it was a lot but luckily, that doesn't last very long. And then we get to kind of time jump to see Uhtred emerging from an ice bath, half naked, because this show knows what we want, and it it's will give true. it to us. It's true. It, they're quite giving, and we are very, very willing to receive. <laughs> um, the other major thing that happens this episode, other than, we, you know, we see Uhtred getting captured and growing up a Dane, is when we meet him... As an older man, uh, well, he's still a young man, but he's older than the little boy that we first see. and An adult man. An adult man. <laughs> <laughs> what are those? Um, we're only used to boys in this, like, century. Oh, God, <laughs> those were men back I don't then. even want to talk about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he's he's lived with the Danes. And so, you know, there's an issue that happens when they're kids that I think is really important to kind of talk about um, with his his adopted sister, and she kind of gets attacked by this other little Danish uh, boy. It's weird to say Danish because I just think of, like, pastries. <laughs> uh, this other little Viking <laughs> brat. God, he is a lawsuit, like, waiting to grow up and uh, rape someone. So A medieval Brock Turner, you could say. Yes! Oh, yeah. my God. That's what he is. Yes. So, he, so he's a bit of an asshole. It ends up, you know, Earl or Ragnar, the the elder, he kind of banishes the kid, his dad, their whole family, uh, as you do. And they come back later when the boy is all grown up and the dad has let his kind of anger stew. And he's spent his life planning this revenge since there's no Netflix and you have nothing else to do during that time. Yeah, things don't go well. And it's sad. And I don't really want to talk about it. So you say it, Alyssa. I know. It's <laughs> awful. Like they set up Earl Ragnar as this like really epic principal dude and then he has to die in flames and it's a pretty metal death in terms of like going out in medieval times but like it's a t it's a real blow and you see you know you see Uhtred and Brita they're sort of sent out after that to like you know traverse the world and tell Ragnar's story and figure out what they're going to do next. But I think it's really interesting, like this whole scenario, like even from Uhtred when he was a kid protecting Tira from Sven, like having it come back as an adult, it really sort of sets up that even if Uhtred isn't 100% certain about like which side he really identifies the most with sometimes, he always has his own particular moral compass. And that is kind of, you know, what he clings to when both sides are being real dicks. All he's really got is himself. Yeah. And, well, and Brita. And Brita. That's what I was about <laughs> to say. And Brita. How did you? Don't forget her. I would never. Um, 
No, yeah. So I think, you know, we talked a lot about Uhtred, but Brita is another character in the story that we're introduced to. Um, she's taken slave as a young girl the same way Uhtred is. She's just not, you know, any kind of royalty. Right. And she's raised up with this family as well. And it's really interesting to see her, at least for me, she represents a view of what woman it meant to be a woman back then. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of experienced both sides. So, you know, if she grew up a Saxon her life would be markedly different than what it is as a Dane now. And so she's this she's a badass for sure. And she kind of gives it to Uhtred as, as good as she gets it. And they have this really, they have a lot of chemistry. They have this kind of fiery back and forth. Um, there's a lot of history there that we get to kind of explore in this episode. And then they have like sexy time, which is, I, it's not that, so as, Pretty as Uhtred is, I don't think he's like a Casanova by any means. I mean, his his pickup line was like, do you want to hunt by this fire? So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be fair, Uhtred's supposed to be about like 18, 19, 20. So that age of man in any century <laughs> is not going to be the best time. He's just not. So... We'll we'll allow him a learning curve at this point, but he better become more attentive as things go on. Yeah, I mean, like sitting on that horse and just like doing that little like with his finger, like that come here beckon. Okay, here's the thing though <laughs> that if that would probably work for me. That was and, for you. That was <laughs> as embarrassing as that is to admit. Like with Uhtred, yeah, that that would work. Yeah, I mean, the dirty... I'm not proud. I'm not proud. I'm just okay. being honest. I, there's no judgment. I'm not <laughs> judging you. I, I'm just saying that he he's obviously going to be a ladies' man, and I hope that he kind of, his pickup game gets a little bit better. Because right now I'm, I'm getting like, uh, he's just like content to like send little dick pics to people. And I, and I want more of like the wooing and the the kind of pronounced like love and proposals that you know i was hoping this like time period was known for but i guess it's just more like you know humping under furs i don't know exactly to go out the good place send nude pics of your heart to me utred because that's <laughs> what i deserve <laughs> exactly that's that's all i want so um that and for for brita to just thrive and do whatever she wants to do because She's going to have a time of it, I think. By the end of the episode, like you said, the whole family kind of goes up in flames, which is so sad. Tira gets taken uh, captive by Kiartan and Sven, and so we know she's not in for a good time. No. And I think, you know, Uhtred and, and Breed are kind of left wandering on their own, and and it's very much about Uhtred trying to pick a side and decide what he wants to do. Does he want to reclaim his birthright of Bebenberg? Does he want to honor the memory of his family and his father? Does he want to go find Ragnar the Younger, who has been off trying to make his own way and and pillage and do all that fun Viking stuff? So, uh, but Brita is, she's even more adrift, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like, at least, at least um, Uhtred has Bebenberg as something to work towards. Like, you know, anybody who's seen the show or read the books knows that he has not made it back to Bebenberg permanently for a very long time. But he, he will has never make it back. Probably <laughs> not. But he has something to cling to and to work towards as a birthright. Brita doesn't have that. Like, all she had at this point was her Danish family 
you know, everything that that entailed. So now all she's got is Uhtred and this mission to sort of tell the truth about Kjartan and his men and what happened to Ragnar. And I mean, that's going to get old after a while, just like wandering the countryside, telling the same story over and over again. And I believe in her dedication, but that's not life. Yeah, unfortunately, there's no, like, medieval social media. There's no medieval Twitter. She can't just get on and post, like, an R.I.P. adopted dad. <laughs> so they're they're having to kind of make this trek. And I think for, for Brita, it is more about, you know, hooking up with the Danes again. I mean, she doesn't trust, you know, some of the Danish lords that we meet, uh, like uh, Ova and Guthrum and... and People like that, but she, at least she knows them and she's familiar with them. So Uhtred is kind of debating, oh, should I try and make my way as a Saxon lord? I mean, that's that's an option for him. And I think that's a scary option for Brita because... She doesn't want to be a Saxon lord's wife. Hell no. Who does? I mean, I wouldn't want to be on like the medieval version of, you know, the bachelorette because your choices (laughs) are just shitty and shitty. So. Brita knows that because she's a smart bitch and she's going to I think she's we know she's going to have a a tough time. And I just I hate to see it. Right. Yeah, (laughs) she's she's got a tough road ahead. That's for sure. It's kind of a little fuck boy in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I think we can say with Mm -hmm. love, with love, (laughs) with love. And uh, she has to like weather that storm. And it's a lot on our girl. And so I just want you all to. You know, while we're talking about this first episode, to really keep Brita in your our thoughts and prayers. Um, right. She deserves to have a hot girl summer, and she's not going to get one. <laughs> she's not going to get one for a while. Okay. Um, for me, those were the big like takeaways as far as what the story was about. This first episode, we got a lot of exposition. Obviously, it's a pilot, and they had to introduce this story. I think they did it well. I mean, if we're going to talk about you know pilots and how they set things up, a lot of times we look at pilots as like their own their own kind of thing and and we don't just from like a a tv critics kind of point of view we don't judge a show based on the pilot because there is so much work that has to be put in especially when you're building a world like this but honestly like this pilot stands up with all of the episodes that we've you know seen so far and like episodes of other shows and that fucking game of thrones finale i mean i would choose this (laughs) episode any day so uh hats off to you know the show and the writers because they really kind of i feel like they believe in the the fans and the audience and they're like you're smart enough to get this you're smart enough to just hit the ground running and get invested and and we are and so it's nice like when you know when shows like have that faith in us yeah and you know i think they they, you know every episode Um, pilot episode there's so much exposition dumped on you all at once but you know if it's told in like hushed voices by a withered old man by a fire (laughs) I'm way more willing to accept that instead of just like a regular boring old here's so and so kind of dump so yeah I I accept these terms to learn things (laughs) about the world that I'm entering and you know I think the last kingdom really nailed that Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. 
say goodbye to clumps and flakes because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, so it's time for our next episode, Wishes. Uh, this is when we issue our demands for upcoming episodes, like the spoiled toddlers that we are. Here's what we want to see, when we want to see it, and why we won't be denied. Going into this next episode, I really want to get into more, like, world expansion. You know, I'm, you know, we've mm. seen the Danes really established, and I'm ready to see the same sort of done for the Saxons. Let's see who they're trying to conquer, you know? Like... So much of the Last Kingdom is wrapped up in the conflict between Uhtred and Alfred, and we get, like, a brief mention of Alfred early on in the episode from Bayaka, and we sort of see this complicated relationship between Uhtred and his Saxon birthright sort of getting off the ground. So I'm ready, I'm ready to see more of that, and I'm ready to see, you know, sort of the development between Uhtred and, Bre- Uhtred and Breda's relationship as well. Yeah, I think the nerd in me really wants to get into the Saxon uh, sure. history a bit, just because uh, there so much of that is on paper. We know what's coming and and what happens and and what their whole vibe was, which was to kind of kind of preach the the gospels and <laughs> and build these beautiful churches and you know collect all this gold. And I don't know what they were planning on doing from there, but. They had some plans. So I, I really want to I want to meet them and meet Alfred, especially because, you know, he is going to be such a major influence on Uhtred in, in so many different ways. He can be a, an asshole at times. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that to kind of play out. But I agree. Uh, Brita, Brita, more Brita. I, I know Uhtred is the hero of this like whole thing, but this woman is just so interesting to me. And I just want to see her thrive in every episode. And I'm not going to accept anything less. Well, it's nothing less than she deserves, you know, like Brita. Yeah, Brita (laughs) has put up with so much shit already in the first episode. You can sort of see this not. Well, yeah, I would say a weariness in her like she she wants these same kind of opportunities that Uhtred has and she just hasn't been afforded them just because she's a woman. And that is still a pretty relatable feeling in 2019. Oh, my God. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I speak for Brita and every woman that came after her throughout the history of time. Fuck, Fuck that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a that's a really fair read on that situation. <laughs> um, now, The Last Kingdom has a really massive cast. Like, even just in this first pilot episode, you can sort of 
get that vibe. And nearly everybody gets their time to shine at one point or another. So we are going to highlight the Arsling of the Week, a character who truly goes above and beyond to win the war or simply win our hearts. Jessica, who is your Arsling of the Week this week? Look, it's not because I love the guy, but uh, Abba. Yeah. Abba really made an impression on me this episode. So I think there's a lot of serious in this, you know, first episode. There's a lot of we've talked about just how much explaining and how much world building has to be done. And, you know, dudes in medieval times were just super serious, I guess, because the threat of death was like always looming. Like either you could get food poisoning. I I don't know. Mauled by a bear I, I don't know or like killed by a viking sure just anything could come out at you so everyone's kind of somber and you know there's just a lot of tension when you have meetings between men and and things like that and then Ubba comes in and he's this uh viking lord and he's like just a he's a wild card like he's just he could just kind of shoot off at any time that kind of danger and unpredictability is just so interesting to me. So I want to see Abba fuck things up a little bit more. That's true. And, you know, that's, you know, you raise an interesting point, like watching this show is like how fragile life is. Like, I know that fragile life, life is fragile every, every century, but I don't know, like I'm turning 30 literally tomorrow and I would probably be long dead by now. Oh, if I was. <laughs> <laughs> would I have made it to my teens? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If it wasn't the childbirth, it would have been the plague. You know what I mean? Oh. So it's it is a rough time to be alive. You gotta YOLO, even in medieval times, <laughs> you have to YOLO. Possibly even especially in medieval times because you'll <laughs> probably be dead tomorrow. <laughs> yes, for sure. And Ubba knows this. It's true. He does. He follows the gods and whatever they tell him. And, you know, it opens up a whole new can of worms, but at least he doesn't, you know, pussyfoot around and fear death too much. Yeah, I like, you know, I like that, like, motto, too, is, like, following the gods. Um, He has this kind of seer story who kind of interprets these signs and is like, yeah, we should do this or do that. And I like that only because if something like goes wrong, you can just say, well, the gods made me do it. Right. I, I just follow the signs from the gods. What exactly. are you talking about? You know, it's the medieval, so, <laughs> it's the medieval Mercury is in retrograde, honestly. There you go. Yeah. It's like you're, it's a get out of jail free card that no one can argue with, or you can burn them at the stake. <laughs> there you go. It's a pretty, pretty effective way to lead. If you ask me. Alyssa, who is, who's your Arsling of the Week? Well, speaking of burning, unfortunately, um, my Arsling of the Week really (laughs) has to be Earl Ragnar. Like, what a G, you know? We Mm. meet a lot of characters in this first episode, but he goes out in a literal blaze of glory. Like, that, that's hardcore. That's living life like a king. And I really respect that. Yeah, he's bold. He's brave. He sacrifices it all for his family. I mean, he's the dad we all wish we had. So pour one out for Earl Ragnar because he He, was a real one. He gone too soon. He deserved better than he got. Like he took in these orphan kids. Sure, it was you know kind of slavery in the beginning, but it (laughs) but it became a quickly turned (laughs) right. It was only slavery for like a week, (laughs) a brief bout with slavery. Yikes. Um, Yeah, but, you know, I think that influence of Earl Ragnar, like, it has such a huge impression on his son and on Uhtred and on Brita, too. This Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, 
sense of honor and bravery like that's that's the that's the best way to live you know yeah gone but not forgotten exactly like you said pour one out for Earl Wagner (laughs) (laughs) um well I think we're gonna move on to our uh our what a turd section um, <laughs> that seems to be a, a favorite insult uh, in medieval times. So we're going to adopt it here. Get ready to shame none. The worst character of the episode with us. It doesn't matter if you're a Saxon or a Dane. Anyone can be a turd. And we're calling out the biggest one of the week. So, Alyssa, who's your turd? For me, it really has to be Kjartan and his shitty son Sven like it may be medieval times but the idea that boys will be boys has always been and will always be bullshit so it's the worst you know what we just we don't have time for this kind of toxic masculinity not a fan so I think those guys have got to be you know they're the worst plus they kill Earl Ragnar on top of all that so it's just unacceptable all the way around they are the literal worst, and I want them to burn in the fiery pits of hell. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, tell me how you really feel because I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just, I'm trying to tame it. I'm trying to like take it a notch down. Never. I want terrible things for them. <laughs> Never take it a notch down, you know? And take I, it a notch up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kick it in a high girl, girl. I believe in, I believe in your rage. Um, but, you know, and I think it's, they're set up as a really interesting foil though like even though they're awful they set up you know Ragnar in the beginning and Uhtred in the long run to like be the better men and I think that's a really interesting juxtaposition sure because it can be hard I think if you're watching the show and trying to suss out like who's the good guy who's who's the bad guy here um when you're presented with Vikings that kind of rape and pillage for a living it doesn't matter how like cute they're their get up is and and <laughs> how long their ponytail is you can't just automatically say that they are 100 percent good guy I, no one is um especially on this show but it's helpful to have kiartan as sven as that kind of thing to judge them against sure. because you look at those guys and you say damn totally team utrid this guy is like jesus walking the earth <laughs> um because these these men are so horrible uh and it would definitely be my turd of the week. But since you took that, Alyssa, um, <laughs> I think we're look, there's no shortage of them. So I'll take a runner up, which would be Uhtred's uncle. We're not going to see that much of the guy for a bit, um, though. I do think he will come into play in season four. Just putting that out there. Probably. Uh, I expect yeah. a violent return. Yeah, we haven't we're we haven't seen the last of them, but right now the the look that we have seen is not a good one. Um, he's totally cool with his brother going off to war and then dying, and him becoming lord. And baby Uhtred is the only thing standing in the way of that. Um, and I think you know when you get to the point where you're willing to kill your nephew for like a bunch of farmland and a nice housecoat, <laughs> things have gotten to a breaking point, and you're a bad guy. It's true. Which is another thing that I think with the Danes, there's a lot of sense of solidarity, at least within the family. You know, like the 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 Danish lords are all fighting each other. But, you know, you see with Earl Ragnar's family, like these are ride or die people, you know. Yeah. And so to have, you know, Uhtred's blood uncle being so willing to like toss him aside and kill him in order to sort of get the birthright that he believes he's owed because he's waited for his other brother to die for so long and you know i think that really sets 
sets the sort of Danish mindset off in a really interesting way because the Saxon one is pretty brutal too. Yeah. But in a more refined way. Like it's like it's like the nice southern ladies at church. Like they'll say hello to you, but then they'll gossip <sighs> about you behind your back. Except this yeah. time, you know, it's actually murder. But yeah, it's like a, a bless your heart. Um, but instead <laughs> of that, it's a, a sword it's a knife in the, the back. back. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know which one is worse though. Basically, Uhtred's <laughs> uncle is an old southern lady. That's it. Ugh. They and they are the most dangerous guys. Let us tell you. Uh, I think we can both say with experience and knowledge and authority, never trust a southern bitch. It's true. It's true. We hail from both of the Carolinas, so mm. we've we've had yeah. our fair Got it share in our blood. <laughs> um, now, this is clearly a very serious podcast about a yeah. very serious show, but. As you can tell through the rest of what we've been saying, sometimes it's nice to indulge in a little bit of thirst. It's 2019, the world is on fire, and honestly, we deserve it. So this is our time to celebrate the thirstiest moments that really blew our skirts up this episode. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just the notion that I, I wear skirts on the rag. <laughs> just killing me. <laughs> so Jessica, which moment truly spoke to you in this episode? Okay, so I, I want no judgment from anyone. Absolutely um, <laughs> not. This is a safe space. This is a safe space, especially this part of the, the episode, guys. Um, so don't fucking troll me in the comments. <laughs> but there's, uh, there's a moment when... Okay, so first off, Ragnar the Younger, he only gets better as the show goes on. 100% I agree. love him. I would die for him. I would have his babies, and I don't even want kids. So um, he's, <laughs> he's really exception. the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you make an exception, and he is the exception to the rule. And so there's a moment in this episode. He, he doesn't have much to do in this episode, but we do get to meet him and, and kind of see a little bit about him. And they talk about, I think it's Ragnar the Elder, actually, that talks about you know, wanting him wanting to get his sword wet with Abba in an upcoming battle. Hmm. And I don't know. I don't know why. Okay. Cave woman brain. I'm, Cave woman brain taking over again. Oh. I get it. <laughs> it's something deep inside that just pulls you. It like rises up to the surface with like <laughs> dirty man buns and talk of like violence and death. And I don't know what it is, but uh, it really did it for me. And I can think of a lot of things that Ragnar <laughs> would not have trouble getting wet, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they always know what you mean, Jessica. Please, parents, don't listen to <laughs> I don't want my mom and dad listening to this, please. Yeah, but yeah, preferably not. So, well, all right, I, Alyssa, embarrass yourself. Well, see, here's the thing. I think you get points for creativity there. Mine was much more <laughs> obvious and basic, and I feel like we have to talk about the transition of Uhtred falling into the lake as a boy and rising out of it again as a shirtless fully grown man because Ugh, that if we must i mean <laughs> that's got to be one of the greatest character entrances of all time like you know sure we've met utred but we haven't met utred you know what i mean mm, what and, a glow up yeah it's you know it's the ultimate glow up i think and it's got to be cold in that lake and he he risked those cold titties for us and i Ugh. appreciate that sacrifice what a man what yes, a thinking man. of us Ugh. Yeah, it's that kind of willingness to put your body on the line just for our, like, horniness. Uh, 
that I can really get behind. And it earned him a couple of points with me this episode for sure. Yeah. So good choice. Four out of four stars. Absolutely. Thank you for your <laughs> sacrifice, Utrecht. Oh, we're starring this thing now. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be like four out of four like fire emojis. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the uh, rating system that we have. A very professional rating system we've come up with. Yeah, I can um, see that working for us pretty well. Yeah. So don't you, there's no questioning it. Um, <laughs> okay, guys. So, you know, we've talked your ears off about The Last Kingdom, uh, which we will continue to do forever and ever until the end of time. But we're going to geek out about other things right now. This is our little geek out section to talk about what we're excited for. You know, I think it's safe to say we have never been accused of being unenthusiastic in our fandom are you know we annoy our friends our family members now you guys are devoted listeners um so welcome to geek out where we are going to offer up our humble suggestions about what we think you should be watching and reading right now yes thank you i love forcing people to listen to my opinion so this is a perfect corner for that um i for me right now my biggest thing in genre is iZombie. it just finished <sighs> up i know it just wrapped up its run on the cw and it's all on Netflix right now so if you haven't watched it it's a lovely little binge and you know I feel like you know I feel like with so many zombie shows it's just everything is bleak and awful and terrible all the time but you know iZombie is there a plucky little show that's just it's as determined to put a smile on your face as it is to make you question the morality of keeping zombies alive and I just think that it's really underrated. Rose McIver is such a great actress on the show. She just really slips into the different brain personalities so effortlessly. So if you haven't watched it, watch iZombie. It's wonderful. Oh, 100% agree. Um, just a fun fact, it's created by Rob Thomas, yes. not the singer, the uh, showrunner genius who gave us Veronica Mars. Yes. And there's such a feel of that show, which I, I absolutely loved and kind of grew up on that's in iZombie. But it's like, you know, obviously with more like brain eating. Right. So and it's I, got, just to echo that. Right. And I will say, especially in the wake of Veronica Mars season four, it's a little <sighs> bit more devoted to happy endings, which I think even though it's sort of fallen out of vogue. I, I think we should have more of them, honestly. Yeah, doesn't Jason Doring come on that show, like, at one point? Yes, uh, he does. Logan Eccles from Veronica Mars? Okay. Yes, he does. There's actually a lot marshmallows. of— Marshmallows. Yes, marshmallows. There's <laughs> a lot attention. of overlap. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yes, I can 100% get behind that. And I think I would like to offer up The Boys, which is a show that just dropped. But it's also a, it's also a comic from Garth Ennis. So if you're a comic fan— and you're familiar with it, you know, you're going to really be just so pleasantly surprised. Because I think when we adapt things, um, especially like comic book shows and things, we adapt them to TV, you know, it's either awesome or just it goes terribly wrong. And I think in this case, it's definitely the bomb. And the people behind this did such a good go a job. Eric Kripke, um, he's the showrunner and he has done Supernatural um, and just knocked it out of park with that show. So it's it's very adult. Um, it's very. very graphic. Like, <laughs> maybe don't, like, come on a full stomach, you know? Uh, right. And, you know, maybe the kids who loved Captain America, don't show them Homelander. Don't. No. Yeah. When they're uh, older I mean, and can understand, for sure. But uh, not for the kids. 
Yeah, they definitely, they pull no punches when it comes to taking on superheroes. Uh, you know, the superheroes in this world have become corrupt. And um, it's just a really interesting look at, I think we're so kind of, we're in this superhero phase where it's it might be easy to get a little burnout. And this is just a different uh, a different point of view and a different look at it. It's hilarious. It's got Carl Urban in it, who is just such a badass and just, uh, he is just the most charming dude like his swagger on screen i could just watch him in anything because he's just got this like affability but he's also like don't fuck with me vibe you know and jack quaid is also in it who is he's just like such a talent and i think it's it's got a lot of promise and it's definitely gonna have another season and yeah, they're so already, just get on it now yeah they're already filming season two aren't they oh yeah i've seen yeah. some bloody i think they've shared some like bloody photos yeah on their socials so yeah, I just just prepping you guys, you know, I mean, you watch The Last Kingdom, so right. violence and gore should not be a problem for you. Exactly. But uh, it, it's very graphic. And, and I think I think it just only serves the story, though, because it's it's just so fucking funny. So please check it out. It's really good. Yeah, I agree. All right, guys, if you want to hear more of our bullshitting, check us out on Twitter or <laughs> over at Sci Fi Wire Fangirls. We've got links to everything below the episode. And until next time, destiny is all. <laughs>